Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Who should Tampa Bay fans be more worried about? The Rays, who have injuries and some wobbly pitching, or the Lightning, who have lost five of seven and can't seem to score any goals? And what, if anything, should happen to Carlton Davis after he apologized for using an anti-Asian racial slur? We'll discuss all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. And, you know, Tom, I, I, I mean, it looks like when the Rays have Tyler Glass now, maybe even Ryan Yarbrough on the mound, they may be okay, more than okay with Glass now, I think. But you have a pitching staff that at least the first time through, and I know we're only into the second series of a very long season, um, but the guys they acquired, none of them pitched very well. We've got bullpen issues with Nick Anderson out. But then you have the Tampa Bay Lightning who can't seem to score. (laughs) I mean, I I, have never seen anything like this. I mean, this Lightning team, sure, you lost Nikita Kucherov. You figured at some point somebody had to make up those, you know, 60 points or whatever. But, I mean, my goodness – I was at the game Sunday. They had a backup goaltender. They, you know, virtually almost got shut out except for a goal by Hedman. Stamkos has gone the last, what, six, seven, eight games. Kalorn hadn't scored. I mean, all these guys are kind of in a slump. And the thing is, I, I mean, you can say, yeah, you know, again, they're not starting the playoffs tomorrow, but there's it's got to be some concern with this hockey team. You can't just say, you know, well, we have a good team. We'll get better. We'll, we'll, work, we'll figure our way out of it. You know what it reminds me of? When I was a little kid growing up in Pennsylvania, we used to have a basement and down in, and you had to go down these like long steps and then to go back into the laundry room, which was in the back corner of our basement. And my mom would tell me at night when I was real little, hey, can you go down and pick up like the towels or whatever out of the dryer? And I used to be scared of the basement, but I'd open it and I'd walk down the first two or three steps and I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad. You know, like everything's fine. It's a little scary, but I'm okay. And then you get about halfway down the steps. Next thing you know, you're running and going, ah, ah, and you're screaming. <laughs> and that's the way I feel about this lightning team is that they were like, the they're first, headed to the basement. <laughs> they were like the first few losses there. We're like, ah, everything's fine. They're, yeah. They'll get it together. No big deal. And now all of a sudden you're looking up. I looked at the score the other night, last night, um, and it's, they're playing Columbus. It's two nothing. It's three nothing. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm with you, Rick. It's it's gone from being okay, no big deal to, I you know not panic time, but like this isn't working. This isn't this isn't gonna this isn't gonna work come playoff time. I know, and you just mentioned we're not close to the playoffs. They have a lot of time to work this stuff out, but this isn't going as swimmingly as it was supposed to be going, or as well as it was going a couple you know a month or six weeks or eight weeks ago. So I don't know. I'd be concerned if I'm them. I mean, my experience in, in covering sports and playing them to some extent is that when anybody says it's not time to panic, <laughs> it's time to panic. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's the definition. You know, don't push the panic button. Oh, here it is right here, and I got my hand on it, you know. <laughs> um, that's that's just sort of the way I feel about this hockey team. We know how, how talented they are. We know what they did last year, all of that. I think they've got some injuries on defense that have certainly hurt them. Ah, that's but, the key right there. But, you, but, but the thing is, the defense isn't the issue right now, although you can't give up four and five goals a game. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's hard to score, you know, five to win. Um, so I think it does start with the defensive structure and things like that. 
but you've seen you've seen this team get into the habit of you know not getting pucks deep not you know not shooting it enough not going to the net you know their fourth line has carried them your fourth line as good as it is with maroon and those guys it should not be the line that's outscoring everybody else. No, not at all. And you what know? I say, the defense is, is part of the problem. I think what happened, they missed McDonough for a while, and, and they missed some other people on the back Chernak, end. Chernak. Yeah. And I think where you miss them, where you don't actually see it all the time or you don't think of it, is that those guys, are, are, are the, they're the first pass out of their own zone. Those are the guys that, that actually generate the offense in a lot of cases. And when you had a lot of these young guys back there who just are still feeling their way into the NHL, I think they, they were a little scrambly in their own end because usually with this team, with any good hockey team, the offense actually starts in their own end with the defense. And so that's mm-hmm. been a little bit of an issue. But I'm with you, Rick. I mean, it's, you know, when you have guys, and this is where you're starting to miss Kucherov. This is where Nikita Kucherov yes. makes a big deal because there are nights, and this happens for every NHL team, there are nights where the Washington Capitals are just okay. Mm-hmm. But Alex Ovechkin will say, okay, you look, Look out here. You hand me my cape. Get on me, my back. Right. Yeah. And let me take over for the next seven shifts and I'll score two goals and set up another. And that's enough right. to win a game. And maybe you're not playing well, but you can survive those down moments because of a great player. They're missing out. Stamkos can be great at times. Braden points is, can be great at times, but Kucherov's a special player. He's, he's above all those other guys. Here's the thing though, too, Rick. And I keep hearing this a lot around town and it's, Hey, when, when Kucherov comes back, Everything's going to be, you huh. know, hey, it's like trading for a for uh, making a trading trade deadline deal. Well, look, he hasn't played in a while, and who's to say when he's coming back and how healthy he's going to be and how long it'll take him to get back into the swing of things? I wouldn't. It'd be yeah, you're hopeful, you're optimistic that he's going to come back and help, but you can't be Connie. That can't be like that. Can't be the plan going forward. No, I I agree with you, and and the thing is, when Ross Colton is getting your goals <laughs> and yeah. the kid's got good for him. He's got six, right? Sure. And, and he looks like he's going to stick around a long time. He's a good looking player on your fourth line, which again, you, you love to have that, that grit, you know, on that fourth line and you love him to be productive, but it, 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 you're not getting anything else. I mean, and I hate to say that. I mean, look, Steven Stamkos is their superstar on this, on this hockey team right now. now. Braden is, Point, right? Obviously, but are we starting to see, you know, it's, they played a lot of games in a short amount of time, Tom. Yeah. They they had to condense this season. They were playing every other day. Are we starting to see a little fatigue? Are we, you know, they, they won the Stanley Cup. They went further than anybody else. They played the longest season along with Dallas. Well, Dallas sure didn't figure it out. Um, you know, they they have had a horrible start to their season and may not make the playoffs. Who knows? So, you know, you've always said it's tough on those teams that go all the way. How about one that goes all the way and then, you know, starts a condensed season? I mean, it's there's something more than just, you know, we got to get back. This is what you always hear, right? Right. With the lightning or anybody else like, well, we, you know, we got to get back to doing, you know, know, staying within our structure (laughs) and getting pucks deep and, you know, and and going hard. Like if it were that easy. You know, know. You, they all watch film, right? Right. Like you can see, well, you we haven't practiced. Oh, really? You haven't practiced? Really? Well, you yeah, need everybody's, to Everybody's in the same boat here. The only thing you can hope for, and I don't even know if this is it, but I think you touched on a little bit there. The only thing you can hope for if you're the Lightning is that, okay, you come off the Stanley Cup, you start the season, you got excited because it was fun hockey again. You're actually playing in different arenas. Now you have some fans a little bit. Some people are there. Right. Yeah. So there's a little bit more of a buzz. It wasn't like playing in a bubble last year in Toronto. 
And, and then all of a sudden now the dog days are setting in for a little bit. Like, you know, you're going to make the playoffs. You lost that early season buzz, but that's, that's, I'm just spitballing here. I don't, maybe, I don't Mm -hmm. know that that's it. I don't know that that's it. Maybe it could be, you're starting to see the same teams. Other teams are starting to figure out things against you because you're playing the same team, same teams over and over again. They're starting to, to catch a And they have more urgency because a yeah. lot of these teams are, are trying to decide, are they contenders? Are they sellers? Are, do they going to make the playoffs? You know, they got to make a push now because right. they're running out of time. Sure. Yeah, you're playing a Columbus team that's pretty desperate and Torrell's right. fighting for his job. But at the same – like, I don't want to hear all that. You're supposed to be the elite team in the league. You're supposed to be – you were number one in the power rankings, everybody's power rankings all season until about two weeks ago. And now everybody else has started looking around like, hmm, maybe this isn't, you know, for whatever reason, whatever stretch they're going through. They're not the best team in the league right now. It doesn't feel like it. And I'll tell you what, Rick, I'm looking at these teams. You know, I, I, I get the NHL package, so every night I'll flip around and start watching some of these. There's some really good teams out there. Like if mm-hmm. you think you're just, okay, let's just survive and get to the playoffs, and then you're going to turn it on come playoff time. And you're going to roll through some of these teams that that you might have to run into at some point, like a Washington, that North Division or the the Northeast or whatever they call it, the division with with Washington and the Islanders and Boston and Pittsburgh. Like those teams are good. Then the Canadian Division with the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's a re- that's a really good team too. This is a this is going to be a really competitive competitive um, playoffs. Um, postseason it's it's going to be a lot of fun let me ask you a question because somebody brought this up there i hate actually hate this idea but some people have i think you're gathering momentum for it they like this format playing the same teams building up rivalries you get you're seeing a lot of the same teams over and over again i think it's worked out well for the other divisions more so than the division that the lightning are stuck in because there's some let's face it there's some dog teams in there that aren't a whole lot of fun to watch i don't think you can go with this permanently right no way. And, and, and I, I understand that, like, you know, because Florida is suddenly good and the Lightning are good and that that's a, you know, a nice, you know, two teams from the same state. Let's have a rivalry type deal. Um, but Florida isn't always good. Right. And, you know, they're just good right now. And and, you know, it's funny because you thought that maybe the Lightning were catching a break. Turns out Carolina and Florida are two of the best teams in the East. Yeah. You yeah, know, Car- so, Carolina and Carolina knows. It seems to play well against the Lightning too. They they've figured right. out the Lightning a little bit, yeah. And they're going to have to. They're going to see one of those teams in the postseason at some point, and probably earlier than later, depending on where they finish. So, I I think, you know, I, there is there is a sense that when you play a team twice in three days or two days or whatever it is, that it kind of takes on sort of a playoff feel. Sort of a you know, okay, they won last night. Now we're really desperate. We got to make the adjustment. You know. Um, and it's a big, they're big games, right? Because you're talking about, uh, you know, a four point swing here on, on those nights when you're playing them. But I, I just miss the variety. I miss, yeah. I miss seeing, I miss seeing the different players throughout the league that you don't get to see. I don't want to watch another Florida Carolina, um, right. type game. You know, I, yeah, I, no, I, you, I've you hit it. it. I just, I'm tired of it. You- I want you can't have a league where the like like of Alexander Ovechkin doesn't come to town or Connor McDavid exactly. or Austin Matthews or Sidney Crosby yeah. or whatever. And exactly. So, or if you're a Canadian team, you can't have a league where the Stanley Cup champions. Do you want to see the Stanley Cup champions? Aren't you want coming to, see the to town, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's what, How that's do you what I want to But I wouldn't mind them if they did a little more home and home like series or. Yeah. I mean, they do a little bit of that, all, you know, pre-COVID anyway, but it would be mm-hmm. a little bit of fun to see. Hey, let's let's have the lightning and the Red Wings play three times in two weeks or something like that. You know, right up the schedule that way, because it because there is some I do like a little bit of the sort of the animosity gets built up between teams after they've played each other a couple of games in a row. Yeah, no, I, I get all that, and it does have a sort of a playoff feel, but who are we kidding? It's not the playoffs, and, you know, right now they've had to do it out of necessity, and I think I think these teams are tired. I think the Lightning's tired, and I think they got some guys. I mean, it's a mixture, but they got some guys with some age on them, you oh, know? Yeah. And I think, with I think a lot of wear and tear to, on them. Played a lot of hockey. Yeah, and I yeah. think it's starting to catch up to them, the, the condensed schedule. Um, the fact that, like you said, they, they know they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, these other teams are pushing a little bit harder, but the scoring drought part of it, I mean, you've covered these teams. Do teams just, you just can't buy it. And then you're, then, then you're squeezing the sticks. I mean, what? I don't know. Not really. I mean, the thing that would, I'd almost feel better about this team if they were losing a bunch of six, five games, right. You know, if, if they were losing, but they were, they were just sort of out there playing pond hockey, you know, and it felt like, okay, when they, when the playoffs come, they'll, they'll lock it down and right. start paying attention to defense. But now, they're playing okay defense. Well, I'm not gonna say they're playing okay defensively. They're they're not giving up a ton of goals, mostly because they have the best goalie on the planet. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing too. Boy, they sometimes they need to figure that out because it's a um, they. I mean, they do get sloppy in front of Vasilevsky because they know he's so good. I they have I don't such I bad don't, habits. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like the way they're playing. I, I'm with you, Rick. I just as much as we can sit here and say, okay, maybe. All it takes is going to be, you know, it's the old hockey thing. Oh, we just need some puck to go off somebody's rear end, then it'll break the, break the the drought. But I don't know when you're when you're going through these long stretches and not scoring goals. That's more concerning to me than giving up a bunch of goals because you can I, fix that. I would agree. I mean, and I think these other teams are have figured them out a little bit. And and I, you know, I mean, each team plays different. Detroit, they just they pack as many people in the crease as they can, you know, just get a ton of guys, you know near the goaltender and, and you're not going to get a rebound. They block all their shots and, you know, the lightning are trying to, you know, to go East West all the time. And it's just, they've lost their structure, whatever that structure was. And and they're a frustrated team right now. Yeah. No you know? doubt. No doubt. They are playing frustrated hockey. It's, it's, it's just going to be one of those things until they either start winning again or they, or they get to a point where it's like the games start to get a little scary, start to matter. You know, I, right. I don't think they have to worry about standings or anything, but um, no, they're going to make the playoffs. It may not be on top, you know, of, of this division, but what's a little concerning yeah. though, is too like, if, oh, if like, if you were running into buzz saws, like, Oh, you have this, if it were a normal season and all of a sudden you have like, and I, we've both covered these type of things, Rick, either in baseball where, you know, all of a sudden the Rays have to play the Yankees and the Red Sox just back when they were, the Red Sox were really good and the Blue Jays. And it's a tough, and you got to, and then you come home and play those three teams again. Or like when I covered the lightning back in the day and you would have to, you play Philadelphia one night and Pittsburgh the next night and you have a day off and you play Toronto and then Montreal and every team was good. You can say, okay, you're going to have, but I mean, they got people at Detroit recently. Columbus isn't great. I don't think that's you know, the thing you're that's running the into teams that you should be wiping up on, you know, and you're not making any hay against those teams. So. Right. And the thing about Detroit, like, you know, that while they had a rookie goaltender uh, in the one game and I, and I saw that one, um, but they just, you know, 
that was not a fluke. Like Detroit outplayed them, I thought. Yeah, and, and, and I and I know what. Go, well, be- they didn't play bad, but like, yeah, and they and they know. beat a beat like it was Detroit's first win in Tampa Bay, like in eighteen games or something. Oh yeah, they won seventeen in a row. Yeah, but it but at the same time, it's like yeah, you didn't play well. Like you deserve to lose that game against a a bad hockey club. And I realize they're NHL players, and they're going to have nights where they play well. But I no. don't know. Like I said, if you look at this Lightning team, if you're really being honest, and you look at this Lightning team, and you think, oh, no problem, everything's fine, they'll be fine. I think you're kidding yourself. So I think they, there's some issues and they need to fix them. I think they can. I think they will. But until they do, you can't look at them and say, oh, this is no big deal. It is a little bit of a deal. But, Tom, you know this, too, um, that your best players have to play the best. And when Luke Shen, <laughs> who has his first goal of the night, is one of your two goals against yeah, no. Columbus and you lose 4-2, yeah. to two, um, it's not a good thing. You know, Luke Shen and Ross Colton scored and no yeah. one else did. No, it's not good. Not good. So that brings me to the Rays and the Rays. <laughs> okay, that's a team I'm really actually. Season. I'm actually ner- more nervous about the Rays. But go ahead. Okay, well that's the answer <laughs> to the question then. Yeah. And, and and the question was just that. But now it's sort of you know disingenuous to sit here and go, well you know, the Lightning have plenty of time. We're not in the playoffs. That you know they they obviously have a good record and they're a good hockey team and all that. And these guys. <laughs> Have, have played like all of one series complete right. so far. You know, they're still waiting uh, on series number two to complete itself. So there's that. However, <laughs> uh, this team has always, this whole franchise has always been built on pitching and defense, run prevention, not accumulation. So <laughs> I don't think much has changed. That's the Rays' way. And the reason is that if you had a guy like Barry Bonds back in the day, you couldn't afford him anyway, right? So um, they, they find pitchers, they find them in bulk. They, they get guys on the way up on the way down and they put together great arms and great defense and they win. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, when I look at, you know, this pitching staff, and I realize they've all been one, one time through, you know, through the rotation, but... Outside of Tyler Glass now, who's lights out, his stuff is wicked. I mean, the guy's, you know, wouldn't surprise me if he's a Cy Young candidate for it's over if he pitches mm-hmm. like this every day. Right. Um, and I don't know what you're going to get from Ryan Yarbrough, except he's won a lot of baseball games, and, he, you know, he's the opposite of Glass now. And lefty doesn't throw hard, but, you know, gets outs and, and whatever. Sure. After that, I mean, Rich Hill, no. Chris Archer, hell no. Um, you know, Colin McHugh. Michael uh, Walker. Yeah, Michael Walker, who is their best, really their best chance of a reclamation project, in my opinion. I know it's one time through. and But here's the thing. You don't have Anderson and Nick Anderson in the bullpen. Oh, you're about to – there's the problem. Keep going. And, you're hitting the problem now. And and you have, you have very little depth, you know, for those late innings when you do have a lead. So 
And no Anderson, no the sheriff, you know, is on uh, leave right. or whatever he went it is. A restricted leave, whatever that was. Yeah. And then you got Roe now yeah, it's, is it's, on the injured list, you know, out for a yeah. while. So. Jazz Roe's gone. So it's Diego Castillo, who you like. Mm-hmm. You know, there's about two or three guys I would I would feel comfortable with in a leverage high leverage situation. And here's the thing. You can't pitch them every night. No. They just can't pitch every night. So no depth in the bullpen. No real designated closer, although, you know, Diego has done it the most so far. Um, and the starting staff, I'm telling you, outside of Tyler Glass now, I mean, at least last year you could say, okay, like Snell, like Glasnow, you know, like Charlie freaking Morton, pretty good. And then we'll we'll see who we get in after that, whether it's the opener or whatever. But, man, I mean, I don't know. I I just they're not going to outscore people, I guess. Well, that's the only hope they have, Rick, because I actually like their lineup. I actually I think their lineup's okay with Brandon Lau and Rosarena and uh, um, Austin. Margot I think Austin. I think Austin Meadows is going to have a tremendous year. I he's think off he's to a be, good start if I you think, don't play him in right field. You no, know, I think he's going, but I think he's going to be back to his thirty home runs, hundred RBIs type season. Um, Yandy Diaz, okay. I like. G Man will eventually come back. I like him. Um, so I, they I need I, him like yesterday. Yeah, yeah, no, I like their so I like their offense. I think they'll be able to put up some some runs. But I'm I'm with you. I'm really worried about this, um, about this pitching staff. And you know, and here we go again. Kiermaier on the injured list again. Um, it's <laughs> seriously. I mean, it, it just wears <laughs> me out, man. I mean, that's I know the story his of his fault. career, Tom. He's just KK doing KK things, man. And if he can't play hard, then. <laughs> He's not on the IL. He's doing something wrong. Every day he's hustling. Every day. Every day. But to, here's to the but, trainer's room. Oh, man. And I feel bad for because I he's he, he's a nice guy and he plays hard and he tries hard. But nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody and nobody wants to get hurt. Right. But it's it's uh, so, but I, I like their I like the offense. I'm worried about their pitching. I'm worried a little worried about their defense. So it's that's a concern. And I'm telling you what, Rick, that. The Yankees are really good. I mean, they're really good. Well, and that's you say you say you know you like their offense. My thing is this: I don't care how good it is, you're not going to outslug the Yankees. Probably not. You're no. not going to outslug Toronto. No. You know if you got if you got to go to them, you know, run for run and and outscore teams with with you got to outscore teams anyway. But I mean, like no, I know you got to outslug them eight seven or yeah. you know seven six or whatever. Um, hell, they've barely been able to do that against the Red Sox who who aren't a good hitting team right now. Um so I I tend to think that like their DNA has to stay their DNA. And if you've got guys down on the farm, I keep hearing about, you know, how deep they are. Mm-hmm. Um don't wait to bring them up. You know, like let's get them up here and see what they can do because you're going to need those guys. We knew they're going to need them at some point. I think it's going to be sooner than later. Because yeah. you don't, you know, you don't want to start off, you know, three and seven. Um, you know, they they've got a homestand against the Yankees and then Texas, so we'll see we'll see how that goes. But you can't pitch glass now in Yarbrough every game. Um, in fact, I don't think that they'll start the series necessarily. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But I'm with you. I think I, I think you'd be a little more concerned about the Rays. We 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 pretty much know what the Lightning are. I, I do think at some point when they get some guys back on defense. Maybe get some rest. I don't know if any days off are in the future or not, but they certainly look like a tired hockey team. And, um, you know, so we'll see. Hey, there was, I'll let you go on this. There was one other thing uh, that happened this week, and I kind of want to get your your thoughts about it. Um, let me just say uh, uh, off the start, 
you know, you were a columnist for many, many years with the Tampa Bay Times, and you still, you know, write for uh, Pointer. But I, I think you're, you're familiar with a lot of hate mail, right? The, sure. the hater nation out there. That, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Even threatening letters, like the one I got uh, the other day. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. No surprise. Not good. When they threaten bodily harm, that's where I kind of turn them in. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, no, nah, it's not good. When you're going to do that. But, um, and it was for reporting what became a story, which was, um, you know, Carlton Davis on his Instagram or Twitter, one of his social media platforms, um, used a, uh, a slur that's an anti-Asian slur. Right. Uh, that begins with a G. And he, he was, un, according to him, he was unfamiliar that this was even a thing. Um, he believed it in, in Miami or thereabouts um, to mean something totally different, something benign, you know, um, and seemed really surprised and, and sort of combative that it was pointed out to him like, yo, who, you know, that's right. a, that is not, that is not a good word to be using. And at first his reaction was sort of along the lines of, Oh, you guys, reporters are always looking for a story, you know? Yeah. Um, and here's what I think it means. Well, he got a quick education about that word and apologized. Um, you know, say he didn't mean to hurt people and he has eliminated it from his vocabulary mm-hmm. and so on and so yep. forth. You read the Buck statement from Jason Light. Is that enough? I mean, obviously, I know Carlton Davis a little bit. I, I don't think he walks around with with hate in his heart. Um, mm-hmm. He's a guy that's on their social justice committee and, um, you know, has never been. I've never heard him say bad things about anyone, uh, but I don't know him, know him, you know, but, right. but yeah, sure. by the same token, the, the part of me believes that for whatever reason, he may not have been aware, um, which is no excuse, by the way. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, because, officer. I didn't know going 110 on the Leroy Sullivan yeah, Expressway was exactly, yeah. exactly. Offensive is offensive, whether you're aware of it or not. Okay. Right. So let's just get that out there. What else should he do? What else can he do? And you know what? What did you make of of the whole sort of his reaction and the reaction to his apology? I I find it hard to believe that he didn't know it was a slur. But I'll I'll let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's say he didn't realize. You know, it's funny, not funny, but it's interesting that the Miami Heat player recently that that was caught um, on like playing the video game and he used an anti anti Semitic right Semitic slur. Yeah. And I remember talking to some people and there were some people who said, I, I didn't realize that was a slur. Like, I didn't know that was a bad word. Mm. And I, I, that stunned me as well. But yeah. I, there was people who said like, who had sort of no, no stake in the, um, you know, in the, in the conversation or, or in the controversy who said, yeah, I didn't realize that was, that was not a word. You, you know, I didn't realize it was a bad mm-hmm. word. This, okay. I, I, I find it hard to believe, but let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt on that. It doesn't make it any better in terms of it was offensive. And 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 so I hated his statement, too. It was the first two sentences of his statement. The first word, uh, the first sentence was, I would ne- never offend any group of people. Okay, well, sorry, you did. You just did. You just, def- whether you meant to or not, don't right. say you never would because you already did. Right. And then the next sentence just, I don't know who wrote it, who came up with it. You reporters can look for another story to blow up. No, you know what? I'm going to blow this one up because it was wrong. You can't say that word ignorance or whatever. It doesn't matter. You can't tell me that which stories to blow up Um, beyond that. He went on to explain, look, I didn't realize what the word meant. 
Um, we need to help each other, you know, during these tough times. But that was a little bit better. I didn't like the Bucks Jason Light statement at all. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know if Jason Light, Jason Light signed it. So that's all I need to know. But nowhere in there does he say we condone these words. Nowhere in there is the word Asians. We don't, you mean we don't condone them. We condemn we, them. We mm. condemn them. Yeah, I condemn them. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, nowhere in there did he say, you know, we condemn these words. It shouldn't. It was wrong. Shouldn't have been said. I mean, all they basically said was we spoke to Carlton. Um, and then, and then their second sentence, like he's an active member of our social justice player board. Like, what is all that? What do you, what is that? What are you doing with that? I, you need to come out and say, look, this was wrong. What he said, we are going to speak to him. Okay, fine. But we condemn what he said. We're going to work with them. And we apologize to all our, all our, all our fans, but particularly our Asian fans like that. The mm-hmm. word, sorry, or apology never appeared in Jason Light's statement. I think it should have. Beyond that, though, Rick, I don't know what you do. I mean, I, I don't think it's – you don't get rid of them. I don't think you kick them off the team. No, I don't no. Think, I, I don't think you I mean, suspend them. I, I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I mean, do you – No, I don't I, know I, that I don't you know can that, let it go, though. I don't know that you can let it go. I don't know that um, that I really even meant that when I asked the question. I, I, mm-hmm. I think – I guess it's more about, you know, it's an opportunity, you know, for, for everybody, um, you know, to – to be educated about such things, but also for him in particular, he has a platform and, you know, and, and people, you know, get, I get plenty of letters and so do you. It's like, Oh, here we go. You know, one word and you know, the left cancel culture and blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff. It's not what I'm talking about. What, What I guess what I'm saying is, you know, we are living in real time in the context of it being anti Asian. There are people 60 year old women getting punched out in the streets of major mm-hmm. cities right now for no reason right. other than the fact that they look Asian and, and the coronavirus originated in China. And that's the and, only, and the former president is. made a big deal about it. Yeah. Right. And, and mm-hmm. so, I mean, you know, there is assaults more than we even realize going on in this country against Asian people. And it's horrible. Um, and it needs to stop. And so on the, in that context, you know, to say that at this time in our in our society right now is is probably, you know, more than working against him. But it's an opportunity for him because he has a platform, mm-hmm. um, you know, to take this now and, you know, fight against, you know, any kind of slurs against races and people. And, you know, I, I think it's a I think it's. It's an opportunity, I guess. I agree with you. Um, I think it's an opportunity. Because I, I, think, I think I know I know Carlton, yeah. and I and I think I think he'll use it that way. I hope. Yeah, I let's hope so, and let's hope that that some more people with the Bucks get involved in this. Because I'm just telling you, the the immediate statement that he gave and the immediate statement that Jason Light gave, I, I didn't like either one of them. I I thought they were, I thought both were a little. Mm-hmm. I, I like Carlton. Da- it's oddly enough, I like Carlton Davis is a little bit better, just because mm-hmm. he eventually got around to. I didn't realize what the term was, but now that I do, I'll never use it again. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's, we need to focus on people. He actually mentioned uh, Asian people in his, in his apology yes. or in his explanation. Um, so I think that, I think their initial reactions though weren't, I didn't think were, were great and hopefully they'll improve from here, but I agree with you. I think it's something that, that can be a teaching moment. I, I don't, again, I don't think anybody should be suspended. I don't know if the NFL gets involved in any way, Rick, as far no, as a, fi- I don't think a they will. fine. I don't, it's hard to I don't not think so. It's hard to just let it go. Totally. 
I don't. How do you? Well, how do you? How do you look at your Asian community fans and say, "Yeah, he said it, but we're not going to do anything about it." Right? Well, you say you say you're sorry over and over again, and and like I said, I think you use your the, the platform to um, to somehow combat all racism when you can and all slurs. And I don't know. I don't know what Carlton will ultimately do. I would agree with you that when you're writing a um, a statement. Uh, about someone who's done something wrong your first instinct should not be to defend the player that said something wrong <laughs> right <laughs> you or know? if you're said it you you can't say you reporters are making a big sto- big deal out of this. and by the right. way for every i don't Carlton, I'm, Carlton davis may have written his own apology for all i know but if he hadn't can we just get stop this part i apologize to anyone that was offended that's everybody says that now you're turning it on to people who were offended like i apologize because you were offended mm-hmm. that's that's not what it is. I just like just say I apologize and then put a period there. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm how right. about I'm sorry I offended you. Period. Right. Don't say I'm sorry for the people who were offended. As if well, not well. You, you know, don't know who was offended. I mean, I think everybody was offended by it. I probably, would hope you know, everybody was offended by it. You know, but yeah. it's um. But the fact like, is, not everybody. Not everybody is. Well, clearly, you know? because I'm sure you. Like I said, I I saw the tweet. I saw the reactions to some of the tweets. And I, I'm yeah. sure you got reaction. You and I haven't spoken. Oh, yeah. since, but I'm sure you have. It's, it's, it was, uh, it needs. Yeah, the 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 original statements by him and by Jason Light, I wasn't crazy about. Um, but it is a, I think they. You would hope that they want to do better or or fix this the best they can, and and this can be a teaching moment, like you said. I again, no, Rick. If I'm the league, I at least got to kick around the idea of, of finding him or something. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know what'll happen. I, I, you know, sometimes that that does occur, but um, I don't, I don't sense any momentum for that. So we'll, I don't we'll know see. what ha- I can't remember now what happened with Deshaun uh, Jackson and when he had his incident, or Riley Cooper when he had his uh, when he. Yeah, I think they they have fine they have fine players before for certain things. Now, but, I don't know. Again, I don't know if the, the difference being that you know, like Riley Cooper clearly. That's a word yeah. you should have known, or I'm, I'm sure did know. Is you Seems know, worse when it's caught on, t- if there's video. Yeah, no, that's true too. So, well, this was written. Worse, but... This word was written. Yeah, I mean, I we could read it. But... I know. No, I get, I get, I get what I you're know. saying. So. Yeah. Well, um, it's been a great discussion. So now, what's going on uh, with the newsletter at pointer.org? I actually okay. So I have two things that I talked about recently. One, I, I brought up the Aaron Rodgers. Have you watched Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy? The first couple I, nights, I I have. Um, it was hilarious. The one question that the guy, <laughs> one guy asked about, he didn't know. Yeah, so, he didn't know the answer. The guy didn't know the answer to the final Jeopardy. So he wrote right. what was he, he wrote down? Bid zero. Yeah, he bid zero, and he wrote down like who who decided who thought it was a good idea to kick the field goal. <laughs> and Aaron and Aaron Rodgers said, you know, actually that should be the right answer. It's correct, but <laughs> not for this particular question. I thought he was a little to answer your question. I, I thought he was a little dry. You know. That's um, the that's the complaint I'm getting that I've heard from people. But I yeah. the thing is I think that's just who he is. He's Mr. Cool. He's kind of laid back, kind of Mr. Cool, you know, and yeah, low energy. But he, I'm telling you, Rick, from what, everything I hear, I read this big article in the Ringer the other day. He wants that job. He wants to do. He it. wants it desperately. In fact, he's campaigning for it now. He is. He's uh, on social media telling people, please watch it. Ratings matter. Um, you know, I, I really want to do this. And he want he's not, he made it clear. He's not ready to walk away from the NFL. Right. M- you know, most of all after last year's MVP season. So his, his idea and his goal and, and belief is that he could do both. 
that right. he could tape a whole bunch of shows in the off season to be the, aired he, year round. The, the way he figured the math he's done on it is that it, that they take forty six days to film a year of Jeopardy. Forty six mm-hmm. days. Last year, twenty twenty, he had one hundred and seventy six days off. So he said, mm-hmm. "I can easily in forty six days, right? You know, in one hundred seventy six days, film forty six days of those." So, right. You, you know, one little quick thing about Aaron Rodgers too, real quick, is this whole act he's pulling now with like, "Oh, the future's out of my hands. I don't know what's going to happen." Doesn't it feel like he's basically begging his way out of Green Bay, but he doesn't want to be the bad guy? To, as he as he leaves town, like, oh, it's you know, I I love playing here, but it's really out of my hands. He's, he's so passive aggressive. I, I like the guy. I like him on Jeopardy. I like. I want to like him as a as a guy. But this, I get. He's so passive aggressive in how he's handling this whole thing with the Packers, making it seem like, well, like you know, he, he everybody wants to be Brady. Everybody wants to go somewhere where they get help thrown around him. Well, and, I think I think you just nailed it. I mean, I think he wants to be Tom Brady, and I and I believe you know. Let's not forget they drafted his successor. They drafted Jordan Love when he's sitting here screaming for help uh, at receiver on the offensive line. Well, I don't blame him, but I'm just saying this whole thing of this narrative of now of like, ah, it's out of my control. Like, it really is. I really don't have it. First off, that's not true. It is in your control. You could march into Green Bay right now and say, I want out, and they would probably do it. But I think it's almost like he wants to break up with his girlfriend, but he doesn't want to be the one. He doesn't want to be the bad guy and break up. So he's trying to get her to break up. He wants up. her to pull the plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then when he walks away, he can. Well, they, but here's the thing. Like, oh, here's yeah, the thing. A- uh, if, if if we're going to carry this, uh, you know, this bachelor thing on uh, a little further, uh, you know, his his partner is already look is already looking at other people. I mean, like I said, True. they drafted Jordan Love, so right. they're dating, and it's only a matter of time. But they got to see what they have in the kid. But so, you know, I don't blame them. I don't blame the Packers. We sit here. Listen, we, you can. You, they didn't blame. I mean, you didn't blame them when they drafted him and Brett Favre was right. still there. But and how I, did that? How did that finish? How did that end we, up? That, no, it ended up just the same way. But here's the thing: like when Brett Favre left, somehow he was the bad guy in Green Bay for a while. You know, because, that made no sense to me. And then no I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be the bad guy. I agree. That's with exactly you. right. That's but exactly here's the right. thing: just like Tom, did Tom Brady want to be the bad guy leaving leaving New England? I mean, what happened was. Well, but, they, but they Brady had enough anymore. credit. Brady had enough credit built up that no one could re, could when he left. No one could say like, "Well, he left us." Well, he didn't he have a con- he he fought to get himself a, a free agent, and and this is what's going to happen to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' contract is going to run out at some point soon, right? And when it does, he'll be a free agent. So if Aaron Rodgers wants to leave, all he has to do is not sign another contract with the Packers, and quite frankly. They may not offer him one. They may not, which was which would he would be pleased with because he wouldn't look like the bad guy. And the other thing with Brady, I didn't leave. Yeah, I didn't leave Green Bay. They left me. Right, yeah. and Brady could walk away and say, "Look, I gave you twenty years of the greatest football you've ever seen. Oh yeah, six that Super the Bowls, league right. has ever seen. You know, right? Not just you've ever seen the league has ever seen. Anybody in the history of the world has ever seen. So, I got it anyway. all. I got it all mapped out. Uh, Brady's going to play one or two more years, and when he goes. Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the Bucs. There. Done. <laughs> That's awesome. It's we close, we got to close on that. Good night, yeah. everybody. Good night, everybody. Tip your waitress. All right. Tom Jones, check him out, pointer.org. And uh, has a newsletter every day. You, you got It's must-reading for, for everybody. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Rick.
On tomorrow's show, we'll head to Butler Cabin in Augusta, where the Masters is set to begin, without Tiger Woods in attendance. Of course, he was in that accident a couple of uh, weeks, or maybe maybe it's a month, month and a half ago now. So, And Tom Jones will be back on the show on Friday, but tomorrow at, from Butler Cabin, we'll be joined by Bob Herrig, former Tampa Bay Times writer, now ESPN.com's golf writer. So he'll join us to preview the Masters on tomorrow's show. For Tom Jones and Rick Stroud, I'm Steve Verstick. Have a great day. 